just in ministry in general for a long time. I know I've been playing uh, uh, 30 plus years, uh, and I hate to date myself, but <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Um, and I'm actually originally from Jackson, Mississippi. I am right. a product of Jackson. Love uh, my people there. I had the uh, the honor of growing up under such people as Lanny Spann, McBride, yeah. Smith, um, just all you know these wonderful choir directors and musicians, David Curry, all these wonderful people. And so uh, I had a very healthy um, foundation for music and ministry. And it's just taken me, you know, throughout the course of time. Um, I've done a, quite a few things that, you know, God has blessed me to be able to do playing for the National Baptist Congress Convention for several years. Um, mm -hmm. I've played with some artists and uh, done choir competitions, uh, worked with college choirs, school choirs, and just different little things here and there. And uh, overall, I'm just grateful uh, to serve. I love music ministry i love it i love the power uh that's released through music so uh yeah. there it is yeah. hey, all right all right the hand for craig tucker yes sir and let's uh i'm just going down the list here um and now y'all y'all have heard him before on the other podcast uh you look just like your daddy y'all go check that out if you have not uh, uh listened to that one this is romel gibson uh Man, so I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna just tell a, a little bit about him, man. Romel, man, look, I got so many stories, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm leave him alone because I don't want him to tell me, like, man, you should have told that story, but anyway. <laughs> but man, so uh, he's playing play for uh, a lot of people. I'm gonna let him read his resume. Uh, in a minute, but we, 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 uh, he's a uh, songwriter as well, uh, preacher, uh, youth director, just everything. And, and we've been writing, uh, together for 20 some years. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you've heard a song called Surgery oh, man. by L. Spencer Smith and Testament, this is the man that wrote it. Came, I, now that's a story. I, I was, no, I was on the phone, and and I was on the phone with John Jackson. We call him the John Jackson. That's that is the man. I look, he's so busy. I I, I wish I could have got him on here, but you know, we gonna we gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get him in here. Uh, but uh, anyway, and you, I was on the phone with John, and he uh, was was singing this uh, little thing out, uh, uh, singing this little ditty out uh Lord, and i was like and john like oh, oh wait wait i'll call you back man i call you back and he hit me back at like midnight that night and said man i think we got a hit and and there is surgery and you hear that all over the the globe you know and and that's just a i mean uh, I, I think I've seen a, uh, a place where it was that Daniel Caesar was talking about surgery. Uh, uh, I was in the studio with some, 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 some pretty big name folk. And they said, that's what, uh, that like, that was one of their favorite songs. One of their favorites. So this is, this is the, 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 the man behind the pen 
and the melodies and all this stuff behind surgery, Mr. Romel Gibson. Romel Gibson, man, tell the people more about yourself. Man, I'm just a, a nobody trying to tell everybody <laughs> about somebody who can save anybody. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> no, but for real, man. My, yeah, my name is uh, Romel Gibson, and I just I am a lifelong lover of music, man. So um grew up in a musical family, had a father who plays uh, key instruments, bass and drums. And so I, you know, tried to learn a few of those other instruments, learn keys a little bit, but really uh, drums and percussion has been my love. But as you kind of alluded to the songwriting part that, um, I mean, I started out as a rapper, believe it or not, but <laughs> but have found my niche and my love in actually writing songs. And so, yeah, man, Surgery was one I wrote um, at a plant, working at a plant. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Jumped off the fork love and just, ah, I got it. And found a piece of scrap paper and just got, got to writing, you know, about my life. And just grateful that it has blessed a lot of people. But been blessed to write, of course, with you for over 20 years. And we've done more than just um, just surgery. I still I still remember the trip we took with Tanya Baker when we um, yeah did her record, you know. And I've done Anointed Pay Sisters and... Uh, a song on Time Life, co-write with Ruben, Ruben Stutter, and Johnny Gill, and Marvin Sapp, and just Mar uh, Myron Butler, a few others. So, uh, and, and got works going on right now that we won't talk about right now, but pretty soon, hopefully, the world will know. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> man, Mr. Romel Gibson, which giving my hand. All right, <laughs> all right, we're gonna go uh, moving down the line. We have again. Y'all glad to have him back on Mr. Roderick Fox. If y'all remember, if y'all haven't go download that progressions CD. That's that's a that's that's a nice progressions uh uh album. Um yeah. you get the CD from him. Nice, nice, nice body of work there. Y'all, y'all uh go grab that and we're gonna Mr. Roderick Fox. I know you've talked about yourself a little bit on the uh last podcast, but for some newer people, from new people, and if you left something out, you know, tell the people about yourself, Mr. Roger Fox. Uh, man, I'm just, um, like like everybody on here, love of music. Um, I do play um, keys, mainly. I dip and dabble on guitars and other instruments, but mainly keys. I, um, as you said, I just released a project this, back in May this year, called Progression, that uh, it's kind of, it's, very interesting project, but it's my expression of um, the sound of a, a day yeah. in a short term, trying to express it. But anyway, um, been in playing for 20 plus, 25 plus years. Uh, I still serve at my uh, church um, as minister music and try to keep myself as evolved musically as possible. I think I'm at this point in life, I'm just on this journey to study as much as I can or try to figure it out. Make it make sense. Even more. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Man, so man, I think I've taught I've told the people uh the story. Well, not really. Where I met, I was like, you were young, young. <laughs> I think you weren't even in college when I when I uh, Yeah. <laughs> so you were in high school. Yeah, so I was. I was uh I, I, I sang with a group called William Miles and Y Pop, Young People Woo. of Prayer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and but so, I think 
I uh, think we all kind of connected to that group some kind of way. Yeah, some kind of way. If you Meridian, uh, right. shout out to William Miles. And um, so you were playing for him. And I was like, okay, they got another musician here? Who is this? Because I was like, all right. I was like, I know Craig. I know, I know uh, at that time, Pastor Tucker. I was like, I know it's Pastor Cole. And who else was playing? Louis Ball. And I know, you know. But then here you come. And I'm like, okay, you got somebody else. Like this dude in high school. And I tried, I think I told the story, I tried to get you over that Mount Cavern that somebody scooped you up before I get you. <laughs> but man, let's welcome uh, Mr. Roger Fox to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now we have uh, next uh, uh, Mr. Joshua Sawyer. Uh, I know he's a, uh, you're a bass player um, uh, over in the uh, Carolina, Virginia area. Um Man, I'll, so I met I met Mr. Sawyer uh, through uh, my the, so the story is so I got to tell this story. So one of the best concerts that I've been to. Uh, so so it's, that's why I mentioned. So we met in Kansas City, Absolutely. and my wife uh, y'all do ETS. They do the uh, AP reader scoring and all that good stuff uh, for your AP classes, and. Uh, so uh, my wife introduced us and all that stuff, and so we 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 got to talking, waiting on D'Angelo. It was a Father's Day gift for me, and I mean, first of all, he came out and ripped it, and then I think we started talking about music, and I think you you knew about uh, Testament, and then I then I saw a I man like you know this Joker play. I'm sorry, I called you a Joker. I'm like this dude play bass, <laughs> and he play bass like play play. So I was like, so we kind of been kind of talking. Uh, ever since kind of, you know, texting or messaging and all that good stuff. And he'll let me know when you have stuff coming out and, um, just, and, and, and just a good musician and a good person. So I wanted to have you on the pocket. Let's welcome and just tell the people about yourself, Mr. Joshua Sawyer. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that introduction. First of all, I'm humbled and I'm grateful to be here. I'm glad to be considered. Um, in, in such a great room of uh, individuals. Um, I, I'm glad you told the story. I wanted to tell the story about that D'Angelo concert in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, you think about it, you got Pino, you got uh, Isaiah Sharkey, you got Chris Daddy Dave all on the stage yeah. together. I mean, oh, really gosh. what you expect, you, you know, um, they couldn't do nothing but rip, you know, so it was crazy. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I, I do want to return uh, those compliments that you gave. You know, I appreciate it in the short time that we've known each other that you have become truly a brother to me. So I thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I am Joshua Sawyer. Um, as uh, as you said, this was a you know advanced placement reading. So my day job is actually a uh, math educator. I'm currently a math instructional coach for um, a school district here in North Carolina. Uh, but in I guess you say in my other life, if you will, um, I am multi instrumentalist. Uh, started back when I was uh, about six years old. Mom's had me playing piano and guitar. Um, I'm actually one out of nine. And we all, you know, in some form or fashion, play some instrument or, you know, do some singing and things as well. So shout out to Miss Bonnie Sawyer. Um, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I've been grateful to serve, you know, in, in, in ministry as 
many other people say over 30 years and all as well. Uh, primary now, bass player now, but it's funny because uh, a lot of my time on bass, I'm, I'm getting showed up. If you will. My 17-year-old son is actually playing some, some bass now. Okay. So look out for Jashon, J-A-S-H-O-N. I'm spelling out online. I'm calling him out on the interwebs. I'm calling him out. He's really growing and developing into a phenomenal, phenomenal musician. I think that's one thing, I don't know if and when I get a chance to talk about it, but I'm grateful um, that music is not something that just stays with you, but it's something you can share with others. And I'm grateful to see the growth in others and, and watch how it can change and transform their lives as well. Uh, if you all get a chance, those of you all listening, those of you all online, if you go to Yep Buddy Productions, Y-E-P Buddy Productions, that's on Bandcamp. Uh, I was fortunate to release a, uh, a two-track single entitled Chillin'. Chilling, and uh, especially if you look at the words of the, uh, uh, of the spoken word, I had some friends to help me out with that. Uh, two of my brothers were featured on that. Uh, my brother Connie playing saxophone, my baby brother uh, Raymond doing the spoken word, as well as some friends of mine, uh, Chucky Robinson. Um, Shoot, let me go down the list. Uh, you know, Will Cabinets on trumpet, uh, Reggie Graves, Wes Clark, Dennis Figs did my production of things for me. But the refrain of the song just says, you know, God says he got you. And if, if you think about it, if you know that God is with you, despite of what's going on in life, we can just chill through it. So, Gotcha. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to have you, Mr. Joshua Sawyer. I was just thinking, man, y'all got... Uh, you got the Jackson Five. Y'all got the Sawyer Nine. Y'all got every. Y'all got all of it. Y'all got everything. Yes, uh, that's actually what they call it. The Sawyer Nine, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, and that's that is my brother. You know, I wish he would have been my 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 fraternity brother, but you know, he chose a different. We'll, path. we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. We'll keep the groove. We'll keep the groove over here. Groove five, six dudes. Let's go. Oh Lord, where is where is our Pastor Vincent Dude? We already had all that. I need to call Cassius. I need to call my other brothers. <laughs> but welcome, man. Glad to have you, uh, Mr. Sawyer. And now we, yeah. And now, last but definitely not least, is uh, Mr. David Smith. Uh, listen, uh, drum. This drummer. I, I look. I can read the list. I, I Peebo Bright, Ruben, Michael Stampley. I know I'm missing some people. Uh, right now, he's. Uh, he. I mean, he played at the World Games, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yes, sir. Man, so listen, I'm gonna let him. Uh, all I know is, is, is I was. Uh, we were at a uh, uh, Frank McCombs at a concert for our bishop, and uh, I was like, "Who is this cat on the drums, man? It's killing!" And uh, my cousin uh, John Jackson told me about. It. And so I just been, I've been following. I, we don't know know each other, but I've been following you. Uh, uh, and and I remember I was in the studio with uh uh some gentlemen and uh <laughs> we and, and they played some uh a solo from David Smith and they were like oh my gosh who is this guy and you go good just y'all go go he's googleable see see <laughs> you put in Joseph Moore you're gonna find a thousand Joseph Moores right but you put in David Smith same way right? now <laughs> no, no, he's Googleable. Put him right there. You gonna j just Google him and, and, and just enjoy, enjoy, <laughs> Mister David Smith. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Go ahead, sir. Man, it's it's an honor to be here, man. It's it's crazy that me and um, Joe we always see each other indirectly, and it's, <laughs> right. you know this musician thing that we all have. We're yeah. all introverts, right? <laughs> so right. it's like, okay, you you're doing something. What's up, man? But it's it's just like. Very like okay. One day I will get a chance to actually meet each other. So hey, Joe, it's good to, <laughs> good to see you. 
see you, bro. Good to see you. Bro. Same here, man. Um, so I've been playing for about 28 years. My dad played Sanctified Church. Y'all know how it go. Um, <laughs> he passed it on to me. Um, been playing ever since. Um, been you know able to play with a lot of gospel artists, as you already named. Um, I did a little detour and uh, started doing a lot of smooth jazz. Um, okay. started, started with Ruben in 2010. Okay. Um, and it's just been going and going and going and play locally, uh, internationally. Uh, it's just a lot that I've been doing. Um, but what people don't know, also, I'm a school teacher as well. I'm a music teacher. Awesome. Um, so I've been doing that for about 10 years. Wow. <laughs> um, but I, I just did, been. I did not know it had been that long. <laughs> yeah. I just wow. been in a great situation to, okay. uh, hey, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. Who are you going with? Uh, Ruben. Wow. Uh, bring us back something. I said, okay. <laughs> and it's just been that simple with God grace. Thank you, yeah. Lord. <laughs> so it's, it's just been an honor, man, just to uh, sit in the seat that I'm in and to be able to uh, inspire others. I also host a lot of clinics here. I've been able to do that. Um, And it's just been a blessing to give back, receive first, and then Uh give what I've been receiving. That's awesome. Awesome. Mr. David Smith. Yo, man, that is, that is awesome. I didn't know you've been teaching that long. I thought it was much. So you've been teaching longer than me. (laughs) Seven or eight years. But, <laughs> we'll get <yes>. there. <laughs> it's a different climate. Yes, it is. We're gonna we're gonna hold out. We're gonna see. Yes, sir. What the Lord say. But man, yeah, it is. So we have some some good people. And what I what I will say, because like I said, I don't want to. I want to get into it. I'm gonna let y'all have y'all space. But I will say this. So I mean, I got a lot of different perspectives here. Uh, Romel Gibson is a drummer, and David Smith. Uh, is a drummer. I like to say this because, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, from Spoon, also Spoons, I used to play the drums. My son does all that stuff now. I don't, I don't play drums. Oh, we gotta hear you, Doc. Oh no, you don't. No, listen. When I say, I'm not playing. I'm not Come playing. On, no, 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 no. I ain't played in years. You want to hear some? Uh, I can play. I give you a nice quartet pocket. I give you that. I give you that. <laughs> but what I love about y'all two is the different styles. But y'all are so. I I knew I had to have you because I know the discipline with your craft. All it it it. it Spills over to your your own life. They're so killer. They can give it to you, uh, both uh, Romel and David. They can give it to you, but they are so disciplined. Their pocket is just like crazy. Like, and that's what I love, and that's what most people love is that nice pocket. I, I be getting on my son. Like, I say, listen, man, listen. If you are gonna go listen to anyone on YouTube, uh, find David Smith, find sit by Romel, some do that. Don't you know? Don't find nobody that that be playing all that stuff and then can't you know keep a pocket. But anyway, uh, let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna jump jump right into it. One of the reasons, like I said, I wanted to give a space to uh, 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 musicians, man, for y'all to kind of talk. And I'm gonna stand out of the way because I'm used to play mostly. So I'm more, I'm more most things I do is like either sing, sing worship, or sing background or, or 
writing, stuff like that. So I'm not on the scene like that. Uh, and I, I ain't really play a lot, lot like that. So I've, I've done more singing than anything. Uh, but nevertheless, I wanted to give a space for musicians that play, that, that, that there's a wealth of knowledge on here that's been playing, y'all. We got 20, 30 plus years. And I found some, what started this was I found this, um, this study done by University of Westminster, Westminster and Music Tank of Musicians. And so again, we call this called sound check. And the first thing we want to talk about is having a sound uh, mind, sound uh, men mental. So mental health uh, says that you know sixty eight point five percent of when they did the study of the two thousand musicians, two thousand two hundred eleven musicians, sixty eight percent of them said they have experienced depression, and seventy one percent said they've experienced severe anxiety or panic attacks. Um, and these results show that musicians are three times more susceptible to depression than the average person. Person, And a lot of it, they say, come from being alienated from society because they spend a lot of time honing their craft and spend more time performing and things of that nature. And so it's going to lead me to... My my first question, because I I, I kind of feel that I feel that on a personal level, uh, because I've experienced anxiety, I, I've experienced depression, and it was linked to my craft. It was linked to to my music. I don't want to share mine. I want y'all to share y'all experience, y'all expertise, all that good stuff. But my first question is uh, for you all: What is your biggest talk mental health as a musician? What is your biggest mental fight? Uh, that you deal with as a musician. Now, I guess I'll pick. Let me, let me, let me go ahead. Can I start? David Smith, are you there? I love it. Thank you. Go ahead, um, sir. Let me say, <laughs> I'm, I'm on here to be really honest. <laughs> go for so, <laughs> I think my biggest depression um, came between the age of 25 and before I got my job. My second okay. job. Okay. <laughs> and the biggest thing for me was, and it still is sometimes, to be honest, because of where my location is, um, okay. where the next big gig is coming from. Okay. Uh, when it comes to stability. Mm -hmm. uh, because some most most of us or some some of us uh, live from check to check. Uh, okay. Even if you got advanced dates, you still only got a certain that's going to run out. Uh, or it's been many times, man, I didn't play in front of 700,000 people and got depressed because I'm at, I'm at a place where, okay, where is the next mm. big gig like this is coming? Okay. Um, especially with a family, mm. <laughs> it got ah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got pretty worse when I started adding people to my life. Uh, when when it was just me, you know, I you know it it was just it was a little depression, depression, and once I got married, that thing magnified even more, and then I had a child, and that was on purpose, and but the second <laughs> one wasn't on purpose, <laughs> then the third one, oh my god, so it was like, but this is what something I want to do, so mm -hmm. it, it it didn't matter for a period of time, it didn't matter how many gigs I had, I was always trying to get ahead let me just go ahead and say god and see okay where is the next gig coming from 
um, that's going to keep me because I always looked at my my uh, musician friends and you know they had dates from here to like twenty for five years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> how do I get there? I, I, I think I'm that good. Um, so you know, dealing with you know that and location, man, I went through a serious uh, state of depression through to literally twenty five to my mid thirties. It was. Mm. I never told anybody about it because I'm the one that had to keep the, the smile on my face and for others and and for my family. But I was the one suffering inwardly, mm-hmm. not knowing. But it just took me, you know, um, besides besides putting myself with the right people and besides uh, looking into, okay, David, this is the only thing. You got to look into some other things that you're good at. You're not just, you're good, you're good with your mouthpiece. What you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. So music plus your mouthpiece Okay, let me try teaching. <laughs> so that worked out having that side. I can sit at home and just kind of, you know, just in case, you know, I can still have that, you know, that cushion. Um, but it's not until I realize within myself, okay, I can do this and I'm good enough to do it. And I just got to trust, you know, my faith in God that, you know, I, I, I can get out of this depression. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. And listen, we in the coffee shop. We got kids and stuff running around. It's okay now. It's all right. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's okay. <laughs> we in the coffee shop. Folk talking. It's all good. It's all good. And so, man, you said something. Looking for the next gig. You said, man, because I know. And yes, you are. And I think we all have that. Like, wait, I'm good enough to get it. If they, if they, I know that I'm good enough to get it. And um, that you said something with that. That is. That is. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Let me move on. So anybody else want to jump in there? Because <laughs> I got question on question, but I want to make sure I get who else want to jump in there. I think I jump in there. Go ahead, quick. sir. Yes, sir. Um, I'm I'm glad David said that, and and I guess we all going to try to be honest and, and uh, transparent as possible. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from a probably a small, well, definitely a smaller location than him, so the gig thing wasn't a big issue for me because it wasn't just there but for me um two things i I want to say that was led to that mental health number one um and hopefully you you all understand what i'm saying and whoever's listening Mm -hmm. when you practice or when you get to a you know a level where you can kind of hold your own especially in church and i'm sure this is in the david or others can speak to the secular side more of it but you start realizing or you start feeling like people care less about you mm. versus what you can do wow. mm. so just like just like he said you know you playing in front of a hundred thousand people and in your mind you're going through all of these scenarios that you have to take care of That's like good. man how am I, you know shoot i got this but next month i'm, I'm concerned about this and rarely do you have people who just check just on you like mm-hmm. outside of that like man you kill you blaze y'all y'all sound amazing but they don't they can't see or they don't even take the time to like really see you mm-hmm. and, I, and i can just share this it it was it was a time in my life where i was playing at church you know and give my all and man was list like literally looking through my car to find gas money mm-hmm. like and you know those <laughs> Those experiences will teach you how to be better, but like, and I, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'll be like, man, the spirit ain't told nobody to sow. Like nobody. 
you go through that. So it's wow. like, man, am 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 I more than my gifts? Like, mm. how does that balance out? I know, I know, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I owe that to God and want to do that. But what about like Roderick? Like, where am I? And I I made a bunch of dumb decisions trying to validate that, mm. like trying to prove that I was more than that, or you know, just kind of going through that whole space. And the second part mentally is, and it's definitely, I see it in our younger generation, the, the comparisons on social media. Like you see, uh, I was telling somebody, you know, now with TikTok and Reels, you see bands, like just say fans playing shout music are killing it. And, and they killing it, don't get me wrong. But I was playing somebody say, most of the time people who are not musical don't understand the, the chemistry that band has built up over time. How long, you know, they, they just see that 30 second clip and they expect you to do that. Like that's, that's not, and then sometimes you take on that extra pressure of, well, man, I gotta be relevant. I gotta stay here. And it start weighing on you, you know, mentally depending on where you are and what you're faced with, you know? So I think between, you know, just knowing me finding myself versus what people want from me or what I have to provide for people and kind of the comparison things were two big mental health challenges that I had to kind of really, really face and overcome. Mm, man, that's good. And especially that part about <laughs> people care. Listen, I think everybody was laughing because we've been there. Yes. I, Lord help. Right. <laughs> I don't want to put nobody on blast. Let me shut, shut up, Joseph. Don't say nothing. But anyway, let me tell you, I've been at places and got promised uh oh uh, one thing <laughs> and you get there uh and as soon as you hear you know doc is one of those universal terms like uh bruh doc can either be a good thing or when they pull you back there to give you some uh to to when it's time to to pay when you hear hey doc Oh Lord, that means you ain't got the money that you hey, said. Let me, let me holler at you. <laughs> yeah, oh Lord. Yeah, let me holler at you. Listen, the, 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 the offering wasn't or whatever. So, man, listen, I love y'all. I ain't gonna get no names, but I I played for somebody and did a whole long tour and got back and got five dollars in quarters. <laughs> wow. Five dollars in quarters. And it's not about the money, but you made that promise, and I was in high school, right? And that's I felt I felt that pain when when Roderick uh, was talking, Mr. Fox was talking, like you know, the Lord ain't told <laughs> the Lord ain't told y'all that I'm gonna need this for for eating in the summer because my mama ain't working in the summer, right? And you know, and it 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 wears on you because I know in my for me. I feel like I wasn't good enough. Like, well, maybe I'm not uh, good as this person. That's why they get that, you know, and it make you just work real crazy. Uh, and you build up this anxiety uh, about yourself and about your, about your gift. I mean, you know, I'm free from that now. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm more than free now to, to tell somebody, no, the Lord, this is not my assignment. <laughs> Oh, five dollars? No, that is not my assignment. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> but uh uh man, you said something about people caring less about you because another thing too, sometimes as a musician, you're here today, gone tomorrow. If you mess if you're messing up, they'll put somebody else in your place and 
you know, after you built up that relationship and things like that. But I don't want to get into all that. But that that was some good stuff. I want to hear from, yeah, I know y'all got, because it's so much. Who, who's next? <laughs> Joe, you, you said, this is Joshua. Um, yeah, you said ahead. something uh, right then about that feeling of uh, really not being good enough. And you asked kind of what's one of those spaces where you felt that you had to struggle mentally. And I think that's what it was for me. Um, you know, even though you know, I came up in a lineage where it was always music there, uh, I, a part of me always felt, well, maybe I didn't get that call. Maybe I didn't get that. Or maybe I didn't have the opportunity to work with the right people, you know. Um, and so it always felt like, you know, am I really, you know, good enough you understand and then the other piece that kind of resonated with me you know um is, is the fact of you know after not being good enough for so long then you begin to wonder okay you know is my time gone you understand have i have i really missed out on the opportunity to, to do the things that i did you know i shared uh you know, the project was released um in in december of 2019 it was recently december 31st 2019 and my goal was to have it done before 2019 was over with but believe it or not this was a song that was written 20 years ago uh when i was in college and so it's like you know okay you know am i missing my time am i still able to say something you know with what god has given me and one thing i'm uh that I, that I had to learn to, to kind of shift is, okay, yes, it's late, but it's, it's not too late. And the other thing that I've really uh, learned from that, um, you know, as, as uh, I believe it was David who said, you know, that that ability and, and the power that comes with empowering others, you know, with teaching others. So, you know, not only working with... Um, uh, you know, my son, but we have a uh, we have a young uh, seventeen year old drummer as well. And I shout him out to Seth Evans. Um, you know, in our in our ministry, we, we had a tragic loss about um, it was uh, right right before the pandemic, so it was November of twenty nineteen. So I had to shout out my cousin Antoine, um, R.P. Twine. Um, and believe it or not, his birthday was yesterday. And so, you know, just still, you know, even thinking about that, but having to transition a ministry and you understand, y'all bass players understand uh, a bass player and a drummer that's been rocking together for 20 years and then to lose that right hand, you understand, um, yeah. you know, it, it was a major hit. But, but in, in that process, in that transition, you know, we, we had, um, you know, my pastor always says, keep the bench deep. And so that's one thing I'm, I'm even learning now. And uh, just even with that, we had, you know, Seth to come through and a lot of people kind of just kind of gave him some flat because, you know, he's just getting started and he couldn't always maybe hit the beat or what have you. But I tell you what, I sit back now and I watch this new two-piece coming up, this bass and drum, and I'm, and I'm almost shocked just seeing how in such a short amount of time they able to just go uh, and grow and, and not not just, you know, be flashed, but also be able to hold that pocket and things down, but just uh, just the power and being able to teach and empower others. And so, you know, even now, I find it a way I overcome, you know, a lot of things that I felt before is to make sure I can pour into others. So, you know, for those of y'all that listen, and look, whenever you get a chance, uh, pass it forward, pass it forward. Yes, right. Okay, that's good. That's good stuff right there. Lee, and this is still into the kind of next question or whatever. I got I got a few, but, you know, we, we just flow kind of like, so I'm going to go, I'm gonna go to uh, 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 Pastor Tucker here. Um, do you, okay, with a, with a mental health piece, what have, you can either talk about at this question or maybe veering some while into this to this piece um i'm noticing that like with 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 uh with with, with mr sawyer he said he found kind of found a lane if i'm not if i'm hearing that you know kind of gave him peace about passing it forward and, and if i'm not mistaken what i'm hearing is that helps you mentally that helps you to keep your, your you know your mental health in in, in check and things of that nature right Yes, sir. So, okay. So, uh, 
Uh, Mr. Tucker, uh, what do you, I mean, is, is, is that the way that you kind of help yourself or is that, is that what you recommend for maybe musicians, you know, maybe finding a lane or finding yourself, uh, beyond trying to be perfect or beyond trying to get the next gig? Uh, just go for it. What do you, what do you think, uh, sir? Uh, definitely so, man. Um, I think with, as a musician, you have to be able to separate your craft from your person. You know, and it kind of goes back to uh, what Fox was saying. You know, we we are more than our gifts. We're more than our talents. And um, if you don't take care of you, yes. your gift and your craft is always going to be tainted. You can't give the best of you if you are not healthy and well. Mm -hmm. And that's in any case. Um, I remember some years ago, and I, I, I don't think Fox, you might remember this, um, Awesome musician, friend of mine, um, Shay Norman. Some y'all probably yes, know Shay. Yes, Shay yes. everywhere. Um, Shay was at our church, and uh, I remember Shay had pulled a couple of guys to the side, and, uh, and he asked the question: um, "If you couldn't play, how would you praise God?" Mm. Um, Whoa! If you couldn't put your hands on the instrument. If you couldn't get to an instrument, but the yeah. moment was demanding a praise or demanding a worship, how would you express it? And the point he was making was, again, same thing. We have to be able to separate ourselves uh, from our gifts and from our talents. You know, as a musician, you know, you put in so much time practicing, trying to get better, and, oh, my goodness, don't have a competitive uh, personality to, to where, you know, you, you always feel like you got to, um, be better and better and better and keep pushing yourself, um, even from a competitive standpoint, because we do do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not able again to pull yourself away from music and have an outlet, uh, and of course, you know, as, you know, as a man of God, I always stress, you know, worship and praise and having a relationship with God that that takes up so much slack when it comes to our mental health because um, we need that as musicians we need that we need that for our minds we need that for our, our emotions um, because that's another thing musicians are typically whether we express it or not we're typically very emotional that's why we're able to um, convey feelings through our music most of us are very emotional. And if we don't have some type of spiritual uh, relationship, some type of uh, spiritual connection, you know, with God, um, it, it can be rough. So you do have to have some way of being able to pull yourself um, and separate yourself from your gift. Uh, you can't be the sum total of just your plan. Cannot be. Cannot be because, um, and somebody already said this, you know, as a musician, if you're the, if you're only the sum total of your plan, well, you know, in today's society, like somebody said, you can be here today and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, whether that's church or whether that's secular, you know, you find somebody else or they find somebody else that can do the job better or even that they like better. You know, somebody that's willing to do it a little bit cheap because, you know, you say you won't take $5. Somebody be like, man, for four fifty, I'm in there. They sure you know, so, Go for it. <laughs> and, you know, so you can be gone, you know, in a minute. And if you're only the sum total of your plan and of your gift, 
you're going to miss out on a lot of uh, a lot of great things in life. Mm, that's yeah. that's 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 good, man. That is good. See, this is why I had y'all on here. I'm just like, uh, you know, this stuff's good, man. Um, the, one of the reasons I chose you all is because you all are not uh, y'all. Do when I see you, I don't see just the sum total of a musician. Y'all have so many facets about uh, your, yourself. Uh, so let me let me ask let me let me piggyback off of that. So what do you do? And I don't know, you know, uh, who can jump in. I hadn't heard from from uh, Romel Gibson, Elder Gibson. I don't know. You don't want me to say that. I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> so you you have you have done. I, I, I want to hear from you because simply because I know uh, David or anybody else could answer. But. You try you you were just a musician before you know you got married before you were uh, preaching uh, doing all your thing. So what about what do we say? I mean, what what do we do if we if that's all we have right now? So we don't have other facets of ourselves that we have discovered. So how do you keep your mental health in check? Because it's, it's, it's very competitive. It's like, I think me and you were talking like, are these kids grown in a lab somewhere? Because I don't remember all this <laughs> gifted when I was growing up. Like, what in the world? Are you five-year-old playing uh, Chopin, you know, uh, uh, Beethoven? What the crap? You know, but uh, uh, so, so uh, Romeo, man, how do you, if you're just a musician, how do you find that outlet? How do you how do you just find yourself apart from just your gift? Um, it's kind of already been said a little bit, but but my per, my personal philosophy or my belief is that there is no such thing as just a musician. Mm. <laughs> I don't think any musician is limited to just playing their instrument. Like David said it earlier, he said, I have a mouthpiece. So it may be music related where I'm teaching music, but at that moment, I'm helping the next generation of musicians. I'm helping to uh, train the next level of the next generation of musicians. And so I don't necessarily spend the majority of my time on a stage or behind my drums or whatever. In that moment, uh, another facet of who I am is being released and I'm still being satisfied because I'm utilizing what how God has gifted me to make a difference in the world. And so... Um, I think the misconception comes when a musician has identified themselves as only a musician. Mm, okay. Like, so I had I had to um, I had to. All right. So let's let's go back for a minute to give a part of my backstory that I didn't share in my introduction. Is of course I did talk about music being you know what I've done my whole life. My father was a musician, but and although I learned simply by being in that environment and you know learning by ear. But I started learning music. I'm talking about learning how to read and all that in third grade. I, I grew up not in Alabama. I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. And for some reason, they teach students earlier. To my uh, experience, they teach students earlier how to be well-rounded musicians and how to read and, and, and understand that aspect of musicianship early on, second, third grade. You're learning it already. Whereas when I moved to Alabama, they were in middle school and they were still in beginning band just learning what a note was. I'm like, what? You know, so because of that, 
because of that and my understanding that music was my thing, I went to school for it. So I have a degree, I actually have a degree in percussion. And one of the frustrating things is the studying that I did, the recitals I had to do, the learning music and memorizing it and the stuff I had to do to perfect my craft. You know, I took it seriously. Then you turn on the radio or you get on <laughs> social media and you see somebody who obviously they didn't put as much time as you put into it. If they did, they, they don't comprehend it the same way. Cause what you hear to the to the ears of a trained musician, like, man, that's garbage. <laughs> but, but they got six million views of their video. <laughs> they selling and making money and they touring. Oh and you're like, man, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was um like David, I went and I taught music as well, but I did it again because I understood that I was privileged to learn early on. And the earlier you can begin mm -hmm. to be uh, exposed to certain things, the better it'll be later on in life when you wonder, when you get put in a band and they hand you, you know, some sheet music and you got to read it, what you going to do? You know, that kind of thing. So I fresh out of college started teaching, but it was during that time though, that I realized and I had to come to grips with the fact that I could not deny that there was another side of me that was not being fulfilled simply because I can play on Sundays or I can go on tour, you know, when the opportunity presented itself and get behind my instrument, I still felt unfulfilled. And to be honest, it wasn't in music. And that's weird because I thought music was my life and that's the thing I'm supposed to do. But I also felt a pull and a call to the preaching side of me, you call me elder, and you know, I'm not necessarily like doing titles and stuff like that, especially <laughs> Because, because we could have a wide range of people listening and I don't want them to think this is just a church musician conversation or a Christian right, conversation. Right, right. It's a musician conversation, period. And so, um, but I had to accept that part of me and even accepting that part of me, this may seem, you know, blasphemous or whatever, but it's not like I was a musician that I accepted my call now I'm satisfied. No, mm -hmm. there was still a part of me that I went, man, there's more to me than this. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I ended up accepting you know, I started taking nonprofit jobs in my community. You kind of introduced me to my first one and I got into it and started thriving and spent 10 years investing in, in youth and helping young men understand what it means to be a man. And then now working as the community outreach coordinator and uh, newly since the top of the month, their development guy fundraiser for Habitat for Humanity, but looking at families and seeing families who didn't have stable housing and being able to put them in, in, in those positions where they can get a house and take care of their kids and build generational wealth provided, or it provides, because I'm still in that role, it provides a level of uh, satisfaction right. that music doesn't provide. But I would be a liar though, if I said, now that I'm doing a Habitat for Humanity, I don't still have this itch on the music side. <laughs> I don't still, <laughs> I don't still write, I don't still get inspired. It's, it's me understanding that I'm all of those things and not limiting myself is the only way I believe I've been able to have some kind of mental stability and have some help. Because when I need to be this person, I can be that. When I need to be this one, I can be that. And all, you know, it's like Captain Planet. With these powers combined, I am. <laughs> 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 well, look, look. Hey, Joseph. Love. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, can I ask Romel a question? Absolutely. I know the same. Listen, I want, um, since you, what you just said about the, the, community outreach, the nonprofit piece, would you say that kind of like strengthens your music side? I, I just know for me, I teach as well. And just like my, I've learned so many lessons from that, that just directly connects to music and it like, and vice versa all the time. Like just the, the parallels that I see 
and how like relationships make songs make more meaning you know th those kind of things so would you say that kind of you, you have those experiences well man absolutely I'm, I'm sorry joe i'm sorry joe no go ahead we're talking we're talking <laughs> absolutely bro i mean music is life man and yeah. so when you're out there and you get more experiences in life you see other people's circumstances i don't only write songs based off my own experience. I write songs sometimes inspired from somebody else's experience that I've been privileged to stand back and watch, you know, and I got inspired. And so, yeah, it all, it all is all intertwined because music is life. Music is ministry. Music is, I mean, yeah, I, to answer that, yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, listen, Lord, I, it's just so many questions. He said something, I was taking notes and I was doing questions as well. I was like typing out questions to, uh, that I wanted. I wanted to also ask uh, uh, Mr. Tucker this question. One of the things that led to me having this conversation, I, I had, uh, I have uh, a good friend. Well, had a good, uh, good friend. I say a good friend. I really didn't meet him. Uh, he's a fa He's a a family member, distant relative on my mom's side. And uh, uh, didn't know he played for a, a, a lot of different uh, people. And I just kept up with him through Facebook. Uh, and I looked on Facebook and he was there no longer. Uh, and it was depressed. That's what really sparked it is depression uh, that caused him to take his own life. And um, it was, I mean, he had that stage and he had that stage. He had that platform and, you know, in my mind, you would think that that's enough. Uh, seriously. I mean, in my mind, you know, and I don't want to sound like an after school special, but I'm like, dude, I've talked with him. He'd been, he was, he had been to Italy. He had been, uh, uh, everywhere. Uh, he had played in Madison square and, and all these places. Uh, and, yet still, you know, felt the need or not need, but yet still felt the push that this ain't enough. Um, still having mental instability and, you know, I'm just thinking like, so as a musician, as an artist, cause I'm more of the, on the artist side. Uh, and I want to direct this, uh, uh, to, uh, Mr. Tucker here. Why is it that, why is it that you think, uh, because I hear, I hear this quite often, artists, entertainers, musicians, uh, committing suicide and they're big names. They, they played, uh, uh to 700,000. I think that's what David said. Um, why, why do you think that that's, you would think that that's the pinnacle, but why do you think that that's not enough? I think we all, we might've answered it, but, uh, you know, Mr. Tucker, go for it. <laughs> um, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of stab at this and, and some of the other brothers, y'all can jump in. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna give you this little slick rundown real quick. Yes, so, sir. Um, music reaches the soul. Okay. Um, I think everybody can agree, you know, uh, music has a way of touching the soul. Mm -hmm. Um, and whenever you are pouring from your soul and you're reaching out to other, uh, other people, you're sharing through your gift, um, people pull at it. Mm. 
in 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 and this is kind of it's kind of deep but just just follow me you know that 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 pull is there people pull on musicians their gift their talent the music itself even artists the music itself it 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 pulls and it pulls from your soul one thing that we often forget is that if you are giving constantly giving you're constantly sharing constantly playing and nobody's pouring back into you you are going to become so empty true i think that is where we see um this phenomenon of people taking their lives it's amazing and and somebody mentioned a second ago um, you know, you can be on stage in front of thousands. You can play and you can give and you can share. When you come off that stage, you pack up all that equipment and you get back home. Depending on what you come back home to, mm-hmm. if ain't nobody there pouring into you and nobody's there to care, Fox, like you said, about you and not your gift, if nobody's pouring back into you, that's what happens. You become drained. You become emotionally drained. You become mentally drained. Man, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm grateful. You know, I, I've been fortunate to have, you know, a, a wonderful spouse who's, you know, been able to be a blessing to me. Um, yes, uh, and I'm, you know, I have children too. Fortunately, mine are kind of started growing up a little bit there. But, um, but there have been some times when. I play when I've shared, when I've given, and I know that feeling that when you've shared and when you've given, people have pulled on you. If you don't have anybody pouring back into you, I've I've gone home and sometimes sat in my music room, music studio, and just stared at the walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be like, "God, gone, man. What what, what just happened?" <laughs> and, and that is a reality for not just musicians, but artists and people who are creative. Mm-hmm. to where they're always pouring out and always pouring into other people. And whether it's church, whether it's secular, again, music reaches the soul. Man, you, you can find people that no matter what they're going through, there's a song that expresses their mood. Right, right. There's a song in their heart or in their soul. You know, when they when they feel in, you know, a certain kind of way, they know exactly what channel or their playlist, whatever, to pull up that reaches their soul where it is. And so again, when we're sharing and when we're pouring, this is so crucial. You got to have somebody that can pour back into you. Um, having friends, and when I say friends, I'm not talking about just the people that go on the road with you because a lot of them, you know, hey, they just with you because they want to check just like you do. But having real friends, real uh, brothers, sisters, um, if you if you have a spouse, a significant other, whatever the case may be, you got to a pastor, church family, however you look at it, you got to have somebody that pours back into you, not just concerned about your music, but concerned about you. People and and uh, Joseph, you know, I, I recently had a friend as well who mm-hmm. um, uh, took his own life, tragic situation, something just like you uh, mentioned about your friend. Man, I mean. You would look at this guy and think, man, this dude is living a life, man. I mean, a, mm-hmm. a high profile type situation. Yeah. And, you know, and I was I was sitting at the funeral and I was like, man, how how is it wow. that you didn't know 
that somebody loved you and cared about you to the point that they would miss you when you go. Wow. Mm. I mean, how could you not consider that you, you know, I mean, you got to get real empty mm. to think that I can do this and either nobody's going to miss me or those around me will be better off without me. Either way, it expresses the condition of your soul. And, and, and man, if we as artists, as musicians, ministers, psalmists, however you want to put it, if we don't have people that can say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. How, how you feeling, man? You know, whether you killed or not, you know, how you doing today? You know, what's, what's up with you? Just, I mean, really, what, what's mm -hmm. up with you? If you don't have that, at some point, you will become drained. You will hit that point where you're empty. And, and fortunately, you know, hopefully the Lord has a way of sending somebody your way that can right. help prevent that. Uh, but we all need it. I mean, we all need it. All need it. Man. Yes. Listen, I can, I thought about, uh, uh, an artist that I, uh, I saw his documentary and, you know, we're on a podcast, so I'm not going to mention the name, <laughs> but, uh, he was saying, he was saying some of the same stuff you said, uh, Craig, uh, that he was on stage and he felt empty and he had these Grammys sitting up and he had this huge, uh, following from an album he just did. And he said, man, I felt empty. And he said with every, every pool that, that the ladies were pulling on him with every pool. He said, man, it felt like the devil was pulling on me. And he said he didn't find peace until he went back home to play at his, uh, somebody's, uh, someone's family, just church and just go into hiding. Cause he, you know, said some of the same stuff you said, just, he says, man, there's just nothing there. And he just felt like, man, just empty. And it is, it's like you said, it is, it is, it is very tragic. And if you're listening, I'm take this, take this moment. Um, you know, there is somebody, you, you know, uh, to that, that, that cares for you. Find someone, find a, if, if it is not a pastor, find a therapist or someone to talk to you, someone to talk to, uh, because I definitely, uh, don't want you to end up at that point. Cause I, I've been at that point. I, I leave yeah, for, and listen, listen for all the spiritual people. Ain't nothing wrong with going to see a therapist. Ain't I nothing. Ain't nothing. I'm just saying, because man, you know. And say it again. Yeah. Slow it down. We will put people in the back. Put people in the back. That's the devil. It's a spirit. No. It's a spirit. Listen, go get you some professional help because I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes it's just a need to talk some things, some things out and release them. Mm -hmm. And if it's a professional counselor. They know how to guide you through your feelings, guide you through your thoughts to help you get out that stuff. You know, yes. whereas your pastor ain't gonna do nothing, but he gonna want to pray and cast out the devil. <laughs> this right now, this ain't this ain't the devil. Just not right now. <laughs> life know? is life, and I need it. Because y'all won't pay me, and I know <laughs> I'm at the end of my rope, and I really want to snatch one of y'all. I need to help me out of it. So, oh my uh, God. Listen, there's nothing wrong, and I have to say that. Because you can't talk about mental health and not mention the struggle that Christians and church people have yeah. with receive professional help. So, you know, hey, listen, again, I don't care. You can speak in tongues. 
but just, you know, hold him off until you get out of the counselor's office. <laughs> get in that hey, counselor's with your counselor off. <laughs> That's what? Come on. And, uh, man, so, listen. So I, got, go I, have a, I have a question. I wonder, well, kind of a statement. I wonder how many musicians can honestly answer uh, if somebody asked them, what do you like to do for fun that's non-music related? Man. Truth be, the truth I, be told, most musicians, especially professional ones who are itinerant and studying, man, by the time, even if it's not on the road and you're doing major tours and you're just playing for church, typically what happens is we spend the majority of our time learning music. That's good. To, to perform the music, to turn around to learn new music, to we don't even listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> we have to learn. And your life become um, so caught up in just that whole process of learning and, and listening, performing, then learning and performing, then learning and performing, that you don't even get an opportunity to just sit down and determine what I like as a musician outside of my being involved in it. Mm-hmm. I want to hear another band play. I want to hear another songwriter's perspective on writing and just enjoy it. I want to go to the movies. I want to go skating. I want to go shoot basketball with my friend we don't ever really have time because you're so focused on your gift and right. that will depress you man so it with regards will. to uh, add another layer to the whole who is pouring into you i think it definitely is spiritual for sure you know as a man of god myself I, i'm never gonna diminish that aspect that it, it is about pouring into your soul and i think you should be getting in the word i think prayer is important as well but even outside of that um just answering the question, what do I enjoy doing outside of music? If you can't answer that, then music is your life, and that's where you're missing it. <laughs> that's why the depression is there. Because you suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was Josh, right? It, it sounds like what I'm hearing is we can't let this thing that we love so much become a source of our frustrations. And so it sounds like the balance is, is so important. You understand not to get so, once again, the thing that you love so much, we love music so much, we do it so much. It's all that we do is all we do. Then we just kind of lose the rest of our lives, you know? So, you know, this, this is a gift that you think about with a gift, you know, with, with anything, you know, too much of it can, can be, uh, uh can be overwhelming you understand you think about a great meal you like food but if, if it's too rich if it's too decadent it may be too much for your palate so how do we continue to balance that cut it with a little bit of acidity cut it with a little bit of sweet a little bit salty a little bit of umami if you will so same thing with our lives we've got to make sure that we put everything in perspective so you can't shed your life away that's what because i used to do that <laughs> what, what we doing after uh during the summer uh of course john my cousin you know Man, we're going to go shed. We're going to go travel, go to Starkville, Mississippi, go shed and spend, you know, for those shedding means uh, just sitting around playing <laughs> uh, uh, instruments uh, for those who don't uh, know. <laughs> hey, Romeo, was that was that you to say that? I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, yep. Listen, uh, just a quick quick thing. About four or five years ago, uh, my, my principal at my school asked me, what did I like to do for fun? And literally, it interrupted my whole. I don't think I talked no more the rest of that day because I couldn't. I couldn't come up like with nothing, and I. I just didn't know what to say. Like everything that I could think of, like directly related back to something <laughs> music, and I was like, that ain't it. And to kind of uh, what Josh just said, I think this is why this podcast is so important, and we need avenues like this where we can have discussion because most of the time. We don't know that we don't know that. Like we're not put in situations where 
you don't know that you don't know how to do nothing else because you have done it so long. Like, I'm sure most of us have done church or music since kids, like where <laughs> other mm -hmm. kids was playing. I was, I told, I would tell people, I didn't watch a Super Bowl until I was like 18 because I was always gone on Sunday. Wow. So you don't know that's not normal <laughs> until <laughs> you're faced with, you know, until they slaps you, basically hits you in the face. So we, for our younger generation, those that are able to, you know, teach or affect the youth, we got to teach them things outside of that because especially now, and I, and I ask you all if y'all agree with this, it seems like the demand is greater now in all aspects. Like, like used to be, like when I was younger, we could learn in church kind of coming up. You don't see many opportunities like that now. You have to come into a situation already prepared. So the demand is greater. So the preparation is probably greater. So, uh, you know, social media already kind of hurts our social interactions with people, especially our youth. So I think it's good that we can have avenues or outlets like this just to share outside of, you know, learning this set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Cause I, cause uh, I think I was talking to most of y'all know, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Mario Cooper, Pastor Cooper. Uh, I was talking to uh, him one time and I, I just simply asked him, uh, man, have you heard XYZ come out? Man, I ain't heard nothing but uh, I ain't been listening to nothing but music that I have to do for church. And he, I think he said something to uh, uh, similar to what Romel uh, said is, man, I really don't get to just listen and enjoy music. And uh, man, that was such that was such a thought provoking question. That was that was good because. I had to I had to sit when when uh uh Romel said what do you like to do for fun? I still I mean I'm 44 years old. I've been playing I've around music for a long time and I still have to sit and and kind of funnel through what do I really <laughs> like to do uh for fun. Oh yeah, I like to do that. But uh David, I think I see you uh Yeah, I wanted to add um <laughs> y'all had me thinking. <laughs> but one thing I had to do is even if it's just 10% you know, give yourself, you know, even if you just 100% music, start off with 10, you know, let's say, you know, I'm going to go bowling, you know, once mm -hmm. a month, you know, just do something. Or guess what? Even if it's not that, converse about something different than music. Call people, even if you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Call people and just challenge your brain on something else and come back to it. Give your brain a rest. On, on you know like uh Ramel said we just go 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 put music down because I'm just like I'm sure the rest of us the same way I don't listen yeah. to nothing man you checked out that music no <laughs> I checked out silence <laughs> so you know yeah just start at a low you know the ones that are listening man start at a low percentage and just you know start adding other hobbies because I promise you right now I wish I played golf I can't play golf basketball at all but I can bowl. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. Now I got well until my until my shoulder my shoulder start hurting a little bit. I, I think I can hang with you. My shoulder start hurting, <laughs> you know. And then so baby, we gonna have to link up on on Lane's boss. boss. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh man, that's what y'all. This is listen. Oh my gosh, I don't want to stay in the coffee shop too long. I'm I'm gonna move to the next because I have another question on top of that question, but I don't want to. 
I I have to bring y'all back. I got to. I got to. Cause I'm a music. Cause I'm in the music. I love it and this stuff. It's just I, again out of all of all of the listen. I loved all the shows, but this is one of my favorite because I don't think musicians get to hear this this wealth of of of, of knowledge that y'all are pouring out. And it is some good stuff. I want to go to. The next sore, sore subject. <laughs> and Lord, we've been to talk about money. Blessed name. <laughs> so people that are just musicians or just artists. And I'm not going to throw numbers out there because my my circle may be small. This is more people than who I know. But the people that I know, aside from you all, that are just strictly musicians, um, financially, when they, when they leave here, there's nothing left to families or they go from paycheck to paycheck. They may not have any health insurance. They may not have any retirement. Uh, what is a retirement for a musician? I don't know that. So, and, uh, a lot of them, there's, as I think Josh, Josh, Joshua said that there's not that balance on the financial side where, um, they, they have, uh, you know, uh, where they have their finances, uh, kind of in order. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, cause I, I want to move on to, I want to hear get y'all's perspective on that. So how, how should, one of the reasons I chose y'all because, uh, for the most part, everyone I know here have has some type of of steady stream coming in outside of of, of being a musician. Uh, what is your your advice? Let me. Who am I gonna start with? Yeah, whoever can jump in. Josh, I see you unmuted, so I guess you can jump in on that. Oh, I thought I saw you. How? What's your? What's your? Oh, I see. I see. Uh, Craig. What? Talk about the finances, man. Just, just, just jump in there. Man, listen. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm so glad to hear, you know, teachers and uh working with the community and just again a separate stream of income. I all I'm throwing out here, and I've been taking it around from here, but all I want to throw out here is being realistic. Mm-hmm. Um and y'all, this is an elephant in the room when it comes to musicians, but it's just the truth. Just like because people can shoot ball in high school, don't make them an NBA star. Listen, just because you can hold down the quiet on Sunday morning don't mean that you need to be out there on the road playing for every artist. I'm just trying to, you know, keep it clean and clear. <laughs> no, this we got to be honest with ourselves as musicians whether or not we have the skill set that can provide a way of living for us mm-hmm. um, and, and, and being honest with yourself, you have to take into consideration whether or not you have children, whether or not you have a spouse, you know, um, all of these things come into play. Um, and I'm just using this as an example, you know, uh, you fresh in your twenties, you have no responsibilities, you know, um, don't have any bills or whatever. If you spend time, all you do is practice and, and do gigs, that might work for you. You know, that money, you know, hey, you know, if you go a couple places and they short you on your check, 
you might be fine because you don't have that level of responsibility. But when you move into your 30s and now there's uh, family involved, uh, there's rent, house note, you know, these types of things, you have to be honest with yourself to recognize whether or not, again, you have the type of skill set to be considered, as we would say, a professional musician. And as a professional, that means that literally that is your profession. That is what you do to make your living. If not, go and be honest and get you a regular job, even if it's even if it's part-time. And, and anybody that knows me, I have a saying. My saying is I like steady money. That's just me. <laughs> um, you know, I've had the opportunity to do some other things and go here and go there and play. You know, I like steady money. Um, and just like the rest of the gentlemen, I have a regular, I'm, I'm, I'm a manager, manager for a freight company. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I like my money, <laughs> you know, I'm just, and when you, again, when you have a family, when you have these types of things, you have bills. Um, and it was mentioned earlier, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck, that is reality. You know, that's not, you know, that's not throwing shade on nobody. That's reality for so many of us. Right. Um, even those of us that might be in a good spot now, we've been there. Um, and I think a lot of musicians don't have people that will be honest with them to tell them, hey, you know, you just have to govern yourself uh, wisely to really see whether or not you are that guy that can, I mean, there's some guys I mean, all of us know some professional guys that that's all they do. You know, mm -hmm. they travel, they play. When they come off the road, you know, they have a, a church that they might play for on weekends and then they're back out. Um, you know, you have your guys, you know, all of us know Corey Henry, uh, guys like this professional. You got Kevin Rogers, you know, does drum. I mean, you have these guys who, you know, they're able to make that living. Um, they, they built up, um, a reputation for themselves that they're professional people know what they're getting and they expect them if you're not at that place and if you're not on that level there's nothing wrong with saying hey i can't make that gig because i gotta go to work mm -hmm. i gotta pay bills I, you know <laughs> I, I have to go to work um and, and so i'm just i wanted to start that off because that's that's something that's very near and dear i try to tell musicians all the time listen just be honest with yourself. Um, I've had the, the privilege of, you know, having a lot of young musicians and I'm not that old, but still I've had a lot of young musicians, you know, that come and say, Oh man, I want to play. I want to do this. I want to do that. Okay. I got you. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, you know, you out here doing some other stuff, you know, you, you, uh, you making babies. I'm just going to tell you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> That plane ain't going to be enough, dog. I'm just trying to tell you, you know. Um, and so we just have to be honest uh, with ourselves. And, and for musicians that's been out there for a minute, I think it becomes our responsibility to help share with others, you know, hey, man, you just need to be honest with yourself. Life insurance, health insurance. I mean, if you get sick and you go to the doctor, I mean, these are, these are, these are real life situations. And of course, as we get older, you know, they become even more prevalent. Again, you, you 19, 21, hey, you might be good to go. You can, you can run with the best of them. But as time progresses, these are things that you got to take into consideration. Man, that is 
good, good stuff. I want to throw it to to David. David, you there? <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I'm I'm the but I'm the musician. I'm I'm the I'm I'm anti what he's saying. So I'm coming to you because you've done it. But but David. Don't don't hate on my gift, man. I just want to play. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's all I want to do. I just want to play. I don't want a regular job. You hating, David. But you've done okay. it. <laughs> so I'm throwing it to you because what made you you you've been on the road. You 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 know, you travel. But what made you say, I need to have a steady stream of income? Number one, and then number two, David. What do you say to, to the musician that say, uh, man, Craig just hating. He just hating on my gift, man. <laughs> That's what God put me here to do. What do you give, answer those two for me? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go backwards. And I, I'm sure this is n- uh, none of the musicians here. Um, but I've seen this. I've seen people hate. Right? <laughs> right. Um, because they didn't have the skill that the young person had. So it's like, okay. Uh, yeah, you are right. Yeah, you should do this. But what happens if that young guy actually have the skill to make it all the way and become very successful? It's some success. Let's let's get this right. It is some successful musicians out there. I can name a lot, but I won't put their business out. And we know them too. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, most definitely. It, it is all about connection and making moves and making faith moves too. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. All my moves wasn't, ooh, this is good, God. All my moves wasn't because of, um, I need a second stream of income. Some of it was out of fear. I'm just going to be straightforward. I could have been moved to LA. LA, I chose not to. Um, it could have been a southern fear. You know, we're, uh-huh. we, we, it's, it's a, a whole different thing here. Um, then, and I'm, most of you guys know, you know, you got to come with it. If you move into Atlanta, uh, New York, uh, uh, those atmospheres are totally different, and you know we're different as Southerners. You know right. we more, have more humility. Okay, not me, Chief. No, not nah. In the real world, you go out there. It's like okay, what you got? Okay, mm-hmm. you cut because you you too shy. Right. right. So <laughs> you know some people just didn't make it because they didn't have the confidence to make it. Right. Right. But if right. you got the confidence and the faith, mm-hmm. go get it. Right. You know what I'm saying, but at the same time, have that second. I, that's for anything that you that you do. Have that second um, stream of income or that second, uh, you know, idea. Okay, if this stuff, if anything, you know, it's it don't matter what you're doing because you could be great today and not great tomorrow. Right. So right, right. in this climate, <laughs> you better have about three mm-hmm. or four. Everybody better be entre- entrepreneurs. Right. It doesn't matter what you what you're right. doing. Um, so that's that. Um, Oh, I got to, Lord, it's happening. <laughs> so I'm going to try, I would, I would try to hurry up. Uh, so that's that. That's why I had to pull it back and actually encourage the next guy. If that's what you want to do and you feel in your soul, I'm I'm not God talking to you. If you feel in your soul and your being, that that's it. Because some guys need to fall and get back up. <laughs> you. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the choice that you know. That wasn't the right choice. Right, um, right. But some guys need to go, need to go and actually try and see. Hey, man, I actually did this and I was able to accomplish my goal. Because um, at the end of the day, it's a goal that you want to accomplish, and, gotcha. we just, and we're trusting God with the finances. Gotcha, gotcha. So 
and I was I was being sarcastic with uh, what he was saying, but to add on to that, so how do you because I've seen some guys make it, yes, but the other flip side is that of that is also with Craig mentioning being really financially stable. Uh, I was I was told by uh, uh, by my financial person that insurances are a big part of that, and a lot of them can't. What happened is they were. Um, plan for a lot of people and that was their source of income but they didn't have like health insurance so when they got sick they had to come off the road and then you had to pay so it ain't like i'm getting a i'm paying a copay and that's it you know I'm oh god now was one of them <laughs> oh, jesus so oh. that's what so how do so even if you have the uh-huh. skill to make it so how do you take care of yourself like that, where you're not, you know, because one sickness, COVID through that, that can 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 wipe you out. Even if you're making five hundred thousand a year, even if you're making that, but you don't have health insurance, so you get that bill for thirty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Because you were in the hospital with COVID for real, for real, or you had the sickness and you had to stay in the hospital for a couple of days. So how do we? How do you how do we teach musicians that are solely just like travel music? That's all they do. How do we how do they handle that? How do they handle that? Now Craig said this and he said and I wrote it down. He said, be a realist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got you gotta count it all. Man, I remember when insurance, um, when I was just solely just uh, a full-time musician. I think I was Blue Cross Blue Shield and insurance was only $100 a month. Mm-hmm. Man, after uh, I think that was Obamacare and all that stuff happened, yep. dude, that sucker went up to like $300 a month. Yep. And that's not, you know, covering the copay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, uh, deductible that is. Yeah. And so I had to try to cover all that. And that's why, that's when I started doing sub substitute teaching right i realized okay um you know this is i i want more for myself i don't want to be the struggling musician right right (laughs) and and people knew that was more in me and you know and i had to trust you know um uh the god in me and and just trust that okay i need to be i want to set myself well because i am a family guy right you know i don't want to live single the rest of my life so I looked at these things and said, okay, how can I maximize this and do that at the same time? Because it's possible to have a side job and, you know, still be a full musician. You just got to find your right setting. So even right. if you got to still do full time and find a part time job that's going to give you benefits, that's out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just can't be stuck in, hey, man, hey, chief, you know. I'm, I'm a drummer for so and so, so and so, and they only pay you one hundred dollars. This stuff is real, just to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you wait, 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 wait. Time out. hundred? <laughs> no. <laughs> Romeo, uh, Craig, tell me <laughs> that stuff is real. These guys ain't making what? no money. Yeah, no. Nah. It, it's, it's real. Jeez. <laughs> but but you getting a uh, man? I heard somebody. Well, Lord, you, let me. I won't do that. But you getting a okay a platform with a platform for a month? Oh my! Listen. You know, I, after a while, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, 
Yes. See, that's that's the thing. You just had a platform for a month. So you can be an, a musician who actually has the skill level and the ability to hang with the best of them, man, and, and actually make a living with your gift. But if you're not an instrumentalist and you actually play for an artist, that artist has to be in demand. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> if that artist is not in demand, then yes, I get a decent check when I play for them on this spot date, but this is not enough. Spot to- date. Yeah, it's not enough for an individual who has a family and children and you're trying to build something. Mm-hmm. And then then you have another aspect of the musician who is playing for the artist that's in demand. But if they are not, if they don't have um, like financial people in their life, lives that's telling them what to do with the money you're making, then they're still in a bad situation because just because you make the money doesn't mean um, you shouldn't be putting some over in health, ins- not just health insurance, but life insurance. Life and Romeo, yes. don't let them start passing out W-9s. Oh my Man. Man. What? <laughs> try, try, try one year, I had uh, eight of them. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, my so it, it, a realist, that, that's the word of the of the night, I see. That is the word yeah. of the night. Hey, whatever, yeah. word of the year. I like that too. Realist. The word of the year is, it's, it's, it's simple stuff, man. I, I had a conversation with a guy one time, uh, and he was playing with me, uh, and he was saying that he was going to miss church. All right? Okay. Uh, now, the young man was making, I think, like 350 something like that, a son or whatever. But he was going on a quartet gig. All right? Hadn't been there long, so, of course, you know, it wasn't a situation where he had paid vacation, whatever, so. He told me that he was going to miss service. I said, okay, okay, no problem. Uh, yeah, man, I got this quartet gig, man. Man, it's supposed to be packed down there. You know, he's super excited. I'm like, okay, then, man, that's what's up. He's like, they're paying you, right? Well, I don't know yet, man. Oh, oh man. man, hold on, time out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time out. You know, I'm thinking to myself, now, I just want you to, you know, just just think about it. And, and, and this is my thing, like I said, being realistic and thinking about it, just thinking things through. Here it is. You finna miss your only source of income because dude didn't have a regular job, young guy. You finna miss your only source of income to take a trip and mm-hmm. take a trip on possibly making some just because, again, a temporary platform and you got your fingers crossed whether or not they gonna pay you. <laughs> you know, I, I said, man, I said, I, I just want you to think about this. Have you asked that there, if there's any way they can leave after you get done with your service instead of you just missing <laughs> your entire service? You know, is is it worthwhile to ask them to to leave a little bit later, or if you can drive, at least you'll have a check. You can put some gas in your car. You know what I'm saying? And and you drive because it, it, it wasn't too far away uh, from Memphis, but. You know, they want to leave at a certain time for whatever reason. And so it's simple things like that, just thinking things through and just being honest and real about your situation. And, and that's where, again, you know, guys like us that, you know, have walked through and seen some things. Yeah. <laughs> help them. Mm. It's interesting. 
Um, I was just about to call on you. Go ahead. It's, it's, <laughs> we're talking about money, but when I when I hear these questions and I think about it, it's really two other things that's the real uh, resource in this case that's needed. And those two things I would say are discipline and priority. Yes. And so listening to the story that Craig just said, you know, and even not, I don't know this, this, this individual, but, you know, it, it, and if we want to see ourselves at a place where we can be that, that consummate musician that everybody calls on that, we have that full time, then that requires discipline and preparing ourselves. You understand? If we know it's not there, then we have to decide, okay, what's my priority? Is my priority to, to, to try to get this shine without the money or but once we understand that, okay, you know, if I want to make everything else work, how am I going to discipline myself? That if I get paid $300, I have to make sure that I pull out my own taxes because it's not going out, you know, ahead of me. I have to make sure I pull out that money uh, for my insurance as I have those things in place. So if I get a $300 check, am I disciplined enough to live off of $150, $200? You understand? So once we have those two things, I think really those are the resources that's going to help, you know, at whatever level of musicianship or just life in general um, to help keep us in a place where we can still have what it is that we need on a on consistent basis. That's good stuff. That is, and see, that's what I want to thank you. You, you said what I, what I really wanted to say is we can be on that level, whatever level we're on. Uh, what I'm hearing from y'all is you need that discipline and priorities. I, I ain't gonna say I pray that they that that every musician, but having beings being responsible for somebody or somebody's that will make you think think quick because you know if you ain't gonna be if you ain't gonna prioritize they gonna prioritize for you or you gonna be by yourself. I had many conversations where uh, my wife was like, uh, "Babe, if you do that, then we gonna whatever. You better make sure that that's." a sure thing because it's kind of like with y'all I'm a songwriter and I could take off and and go be in you know these sessions or submit these songs or go fly here or, or, or travel there but it, it takes that money so now what I did priority pro, uh, uh, what I did with my priorities is I made sure that home was taken care of first and I adjusted it with my job and all this. You know, Romel, no, were we? Because I think one of the things that if you if you want that, if you want to move into that arena bad enough, if you feel like you got it, and you know, hey, I, I can do this. You'll prioritize. You'll you'll. Uh, I, I was listening to another podcast where a uh, uh, big name musician was saying they was working and uh, on a gig. I think with the whiners or something like that, and so. They knew they had to pay bills. They would work on their job. If they were in LA for uh, so many months uh, because they were doing a tour there, they would just get a job in LA and then get a job wherever else they go, you know, because they, they adjusted their priorities to still make sure to say, Hey, I really want this. Cause there are some people listening to y'all that you're not going to, uh, you're not gonna persuade them out of out of out of uh, uh, doing what they want to do. And what I want to bring y'all together for is to offer stuff like this. Hey, prioritize. Maybe you wanna, you know, you got this check. Maybe you wanna think about that particular gig. Maybe you want to, as Craig said, negotiate with them. Hey, can I leave at this certain time? Can I leave after my church gig and stuff like that? Uh, 
versus saying, man, I got to, I ain't going to be at church, man. I'm going to miss church uh, instead of doing that. And then see, I, I'm glad, man, it, it is so awesome to have y'all there because I know that's going to help someone that situation. If you're there to help uh, people like that, Craig, that's, that's awesome. I want to hear from uh, uh, Roger because I, I, I think <laughs> you said, uh, you had said, talked about uh, in the beginning where, um, you were like searching for money in your car. How did you, I know that you're a teacher now, but how did you, you know, how'd you deal with the financial piece? Man, I'm just enjoying this good conversation. That, that you <laughs> I, all seeing, I promise you, it seems like everything, everybody say, I'm like, yep, check, be that. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, the financial piece, uh, and like uh, Joshua said, it's, it's, it's more, it's discipline, it's a big part of it. But I use, for me, I use my school and my business, my degree was in business administration uh, with a, a concentration in accounting. So that really kind of helped me out a lot, uh, especially, you know, as I got into my 20s. Uh, I started really uh, <laughs> um, setting up things the way they needed to be set up. Uh, and it's funny when uh, David, I think David was talking, it made me think when he said W9s, <laughs> um, it made me think about, for some strange reason, uh, and most people don't know this, Al Capone, the famous gangster, all the stuff he did wrong, all the stuff he, crimes he committed, murder, drugs, whatever, he went to prison because of tax evasion. Tax evasion. And when he said Debbie Mike, it just clicked. I told the guy this, I said, man, you're going to pay taxes. If you're getting cash and the government find out about it, <laughs> If they can prove you got cash, um, you're gonna have to pay taxes. As a matter of fact, this year, beginning this year, the government said they're gonna start giving out W9s for Cash App, uh, PayPal, all these social sites or digital sites we've been using because so much money came through it when the pandemic hit. So that's a that's another big thing that musicians need to be mindful of. I told a friend of mine, set you up a business, an LLC, a DBA, because you're gonna to have to pay taxes own money with a business you can write some of that stuff off um i keep a lot of things on me like mileage iq it's a good app you can use and all those expenses my my uh you know so many things you can you can get wrote off and those are tips that you can set yourself up to you know help yourself money-wise because like i said it's gonna be a lot of hurt people if the government sent out W9s on this cash app, I mean, anything <laughs> over $600 by law, you are supposed to pay taxes on. That, so things like that, I think musicians, especially for me, I had to learn that early and my schooling kind of helped me a little bit with that. Um, and like, you know, Pastor Tucker said, negotiating, um, you know, I see a lot of, I'm sure we all see this on internet and social media, everybody arguing about the $100 gig or or whatnot and all that kind of stuff. That stuff don't matter. Like uh, somebody said, I don't remember who it was, it ain't what you're making, it's how you're using it. Well, I mean, you know, within reason. So, um, you know, I had those some lessons I had to learn and dig for, <laughs> digging for money in the car helped me learn them a little quicker. You know, <laughs> seriously, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're responsible for yourself, you're responsible for learning and as you add people to the equation, like, you know, everybody has said, I have, I have four children. My daughter just graduated this year. Uh, and matter of fact, we just talked about her moving to college day 
yesterday, which we you know that's hey, that's real. Ain't ain't <laughs> uh, and you know, all of us know they have children. Your kids don't care how you killed or who you play for. <laughs> they <laughs> like <laughs> they don't. They were like you know, hey, you got to be that what you need to be to them. So and setting them up for future uh, is very important. So like I said, my I kind of use a lot of those business tips and um, you know to help me leverage myself of course you know i do have um i work for um uh, a teacher so that helped too so i didn't have to depend on um music a hundred percent for my income um so i, I kind of just try to leverage that and see having a budget uh, i think <laughs> being realistic is the word of the day yes. so just things like that you know um and you know, don't buy into that hype. You know, uh, I love equipment. I buy a lot of it as a musician. I have like I I love old vintage gear, keyboard. I had a, a Fender Rose restored. It was very expensive, but all of those things I did come from stuff I've done. You know, uh, I'm trying. I'm not trying to pay out of my pocket. I use. I budget. I save. Hide money. <laughs> all kind of stuff. <laughs> So and when I you know and Pastor I don't know he if I'm if I'm looking for something if I'm buying something it's gonna be on sale <laughs> you know uh, and I will wait for it you know I used to work at a retail store so I know how them seasons work yeah. it's gonna go on sale eventually so you exactly. know just, just just things like that help me yeah um, and I try to share with all my music musician friends to hey you need to look at other options outside of just, man, I got to, that whatever you're making from that gig is probably already spent anyway. So you need to start thinking long-term, you know, mm -hmm. wh wh where is this going to set you up to? If this going to be a, a relationship that opens up a series of, of <laughs> opportunities, or is this a $500 gig that's going to be dead in? You know, those, <laughs> those things like that kind of will help. That That's kind of work for me. Good. That's some good stuff. Good stuff. I was about to say, uh, I was a couple of things. One on that equipment. Now I, I saw you online though. You, you was looking at that, that cord. What was it? No, the Nord was a Nord, uh, keyboard. Uh, yeah, yeah. That Nord is, 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 is <laughs> It's way heavy on me. Bro. I said, I said, I said he was lusted after that Nord. Man, listen, I end up uh, playing one this Come weekend, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Listen, I, I'm gonna say this. Too. I'm, I'm, I, I'm kind of cheap too. I use, <laughs> I use. If I go inside somewhere to, to shop, I leave uh, my my wallet in the car. So that way, <laughs> if I go back to the car, I can talk. You know, if I talk myself out of it and I get to the car, I don't need it. So I need to try. And it. I, I want that Nord, but it might I just stay there. I ain't gonna lie, equipment that. Yeah, I think that that gets a musician though. Yeah. Uh, but man, y'all said, man, financial finance, y'all said some good stuff. One, probably be uh one one more question that's in the finance realm. And someone can jump on this. Uh, cause okay, I'm 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 that musician again, that musician that that, that said that y'all were hating on, hating on him. I'm gonna be him again. All right, so y'all saying some good stuff, but how is there something out there that could help me? Like, because I'm just a musician. If I'm a twin, I'm a 19, 20-year-old musician. Is there, is there, you know, financial people are, are expensive. 
You know, even insurance and all that good stuff is expensive. Is there something out there aside from getting another stream of income right now that could help me manage or help me get to some place of financial stability now at a young age? Or is it you got to, you you know, doc, you're going to get another stream of income. Somebody can jump on that. I'm going to just throw uh, something that uh, Romel said earlier, you know, having somebody around you that can help tell you or teach you about money. You know, you might not be able to um, uh, acquire a financial advisor, but I mean, you know, if it's <laughs> 1921, if it's your parent or somebody, and maybe mm-hmm. that might not be the best example, but just having, you know, somebody around you that can help, you know, tell you a few ins and outs about uh, different ways to, uh, to save, you know, to have your money make money for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to go deep in, in this, but, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of uh, personal investment sites now, uh, you know, Robin Hood, uh, Acorn, you have all these different uh, means of where you can get into investing in stock. And, and, I, and I know it can get complicated, but, you know, if it's something as simple as somebody telling you, hey, you know, this particular organization or this particular thing, you know, if you can save up $500 and invest that 500 let that 500 make some more money for you over time, mm-hmm. having some people around you, this is the point I'm making. Yes, um, that's a real, uh, real big game changer. Mm-hmm. I think all of us could probably attest that a lot of the mistakes we've made over time is just because we didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're musicians. We love our craft. You know, and, and even Dave was talking about, you know, there are those that have that skill set. They can get out there and they can get it. They, they got what it takes. But even if you're making the money and don't have the discipline, like Joshua said, don't have that discipline. Um, you go through it. <laughs> you make it. I ain't trying to be funny, but you know, you can, you can, you know, be on tour and come away from that tour, you know, with a nice grip and go buy one Nord <laughs> and your whole grip go. Yep. So um, having somebody around you uh, that can help, you know, uh, a mentor or somebody that can help, you know, guide you and, and listen. Don't get it twisted. That, that has nothing to do with age. Even at my, my age now, you know, I still look up to to musicians and just pastors That's good. That's good. Uh, and others that can, you know, help, you know, teach me something better, show me something better, expose mm-hmm. me to something different that'll help me in the stage of life I'm in now. Good deal. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, fellas, look, I could, uh, as music, music again, uh, I could talk shop all night, but like somebody said, what would I do for fun? Not talk about music all the time. So I hear my virtual coffee machine going off, which means that we run out of time. I got one last question for you all. And uh, um, so some there are people uh, that are listening that are not musicians, that are not music people at all. And... Um, I think, you know, everybody, everybody in some respect gets a bad rap about their word. But I, I do personally think I'm a musician advocate. Um, I do think sometimes uh, we uh, musicians do get a, a bad rap. At, you know, money and, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
activity if that for for lack of a better word uh and things of that nature so uh, there needs to be some light shed on there. So there's a lot of good brothers. There's got a lot of good sisters out there that play. And so my last question uh, to you all is what do you want to say to, I guess because of that, the reason why I said that, let me backtrack. Uh, it's because, you know, people have this, this, this uh, uh, persona of musicians and music people and art people. Uh, stigma, if you will. And so the last, the, the last question I want to ask you all is, I mean, what do you want to leave with our audience uh, this morning uh, about musicians? What is something that you would love to say to people that are not music people that they will need to either know about musicians or, uh, or, or know about music uh, and, and that arena in general, I hope y'all understand what I'm what I'm what I'm saying here. I, I want to start with uh, Romel Gibson. That's the last question. I'm gonna I'm gonna get everybody. I'm gonna start with Romel. Romel, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you can answer that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you just want to know what I want to say to our audience about being a musician. Being a musician, yeah, music, the music world, being a musician, all of that, uh, with the backdrop of the the persona the stigma surrounding musicians um that's a kind of kind of a difficult one because i mean i i think i understand what you mean when you say the the stigma around musicians there's this belief that musicians are what like money hungry and they're just doing it because they want to get a check or yeah and sometimes we you know we're you know we've been kind of labeled prideful and you know what i'm saying well, I mean, I don't believe in broad generalizations, so right, right. I don't think I don't think it's fair to put every musician in the same category. As a matter of fact, right. some struggle extremely on the opposite side. Right. We're not prideful at all. We just talked about depression. We're not prideful at all. We actually probably think less of ourselves than we should <laughs> in a lot right. of in a lot of instances. And so, uh, one of the things I want to say is, please don't fall into the trap of putting every musician in the same category. We are not all the same. We all have the same, we all love music. And for the most part, we didn't choose music. Music chose us kind of, mm. but, but don't put me in the same category with everybody else that you've had an, a negative experience with, or you've seen somebody who's arrogant or whatever the case may be. Cause uh, I mean, I, I'm not them. I'll just say that. <laughs> good, good, good stuff. You, you hit it. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, I'm gonna go to to, to Mr. Sawyer, Joshua. Uh, what's your answer to that? What would you What would you want to say to people that are not musicians? So it, I, I'm gonna take a slightly different approach. But when you asked the question, what came to mind was uh, with music, whether you're a musician, whether you're not a musician, with looking at being a musician and, you know, we're talking about developing skills and things like that. At the end of the day, my hope and your hope should be that it feels good. So do whatever you can, you know, you, you can be technical, but it also makes you understand the moment if you perform for other people, the people want to leave with that music feeling good. So whatever, whatever that means to you, um, just make sure you prepare yourselves, um, to, to make sure it feels good. Hopefully, hopefully that made sense, but that's what came to mind. And if, if y'all want to uh, kind of expand on that a little bit, y'all can, but just make, make it feel good. 
Make you feel good. I'm I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go to uh, Mr. David Smith. Same question. So one thing, we are the same, but we're different. And another thing is don't abuse us. Mm. Don't abuse a relationship because you don't understand what we do. Um, Because some people will abuse uh, even the non-musicians, uh, you know, I can give them everything. I can treat them any type of way because they don't have feelings, and we do. Mm. So um, that's my recommendation. That's a hey, love it, love it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. David Smith. Uh, Mr. Fox, Roger Fox, what would you have to say to the people? Same question. I, I honestly think I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on what David just said. Don't don't abuse us. Like uh, <laughs> uh, we are, you know, look to understand us. Um, we we can be look to understand us. Don't abuse us. I mean, I I I think that sums it up. Is that's you see so many situations like that, and you know some of the stipulations or the, the stereotypes that musicians have have come from situations where we are abused, and <sighs> you know. So I, I, I definitely second and agree with that. That was good, uh, Fox. That some was of the, good. Some of the way you view us is because we have been abused. So you, right. y'all, kind of, y'all kind of created these monsters to a certain extent. <laughs> oh my! Right. Oh my! Listen, you got some more coffee. Oh my! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I may talk to the barista. Say, hey, pour up, get some more. Go, go down to Walmart, the Sam Club, buy some more, so we can talk about this. Man, that is what all all y'all saying is what I wanted to to get to. That's some good stuff. I was having a, a I'll get to that later. Let me let me make sure I get to uh, Pastor Tucker. What what do you have to say to the people? Um, I would just say um, making sure that people know that we're more than our gift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we live, we breathe, we move, we eat, we sleep sometimes um <laughs> but we're people you know mm-hmm. and we're just not the sum total uh, of our gifts and talents so just just knowing that we're more than our gifts awesome awesome look and the the doors of the church is open <laughs> that was some great stuff i i was gonna say i was um i was talking to a, a friend of mine and one of the one of the things that I that I see, especially with everybody on this this panel, is y'all make it look so easy, right? And 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 that's just not. I'm not just being glib with that. I'm not just y'all. Honestly, make it look. It when I see y'all, um, I have been I have been uh, um, in in situation with all life. For example, with uh, Elder Gibson, I've been situation where he listened to a song five minutes before church. <laughs> And played played the song and 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 just and and killed it and y'all make it look so easy that's sometimes where the abuse may come in and that's what I I also want to say add to it is uh, I was having a uh, conversation with a with a friend of mine a long time ago and he was having issues with with the people that he played for because of that and. Uh, he was kind of asking for more in the budget and this and that and he had to tell the person like listen man the reason why we reason why it looks easy <laughs> but it's because of the years and years and years of 
of of jailing that our band has done, of, uh, and it's the the years, uh, twenty plus years of of me playing uh, with my craft that makes it look. You just came. Uh, I think somebody said, you know, it's here today and gone tomorrow. But with with these people on the panel like that, and with a lot of musicians that I know, it's not like that. That comes from years of training, uh, years of of playing, and I think some of the ab use <laughs> that comes from those relationships is because people like y'all make it look so easy that a that a, a preacher can think of a song on the spot and y'all catch it, you know simply because y'all know your, your theory and stuff like that. Now, I don't know that y'all be calling out fours and ones and twos and I'd be like, what is going on? But <laughs> I didn't take that class. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> so I don't know what that was like. What's going on? But y'all make it look so easy. Uh, I don't know if it was David or, or, or Mel or something like that. It, getting songs, catching songs before uh, uh, before you had to play for somebody the uh, hour before and then going in and just ripping it. And, and I've seen y'all do that count, countless times. Back to the conversation with my friend, he was like, he had to tell uh, the guy that was over him, like, hey, man, it's, that comes from years and years. We just come, You just can't get nobody to come and do what we do. It's, we, we make it look like it's, it's effortless. And so that's what I want to tell people out there. It, is not, it, it comes from uh, years, years and years of training. Uh, you know, I echo the sentiments of, uh, Pastor Tucker there that musicians are people too. You know, music folk are, are people uh too. I make it a uh, a point, you know, good friend my elder elder uh I keep saying elder Gibson. Man, we ain't in church. Let me okay, Romel. <laughs> uh we talk about more than just just music. That's 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 one of my close, that's my brother, you know. Uh John Jackson, that's my cousin, he's he's like my brother. I try to make it a point to call him and just say, Man, how you doing? And and uh, for any music person, any uh, person that you know in your life that's a music person, just call to ask them how they're doing. Don't call to say, oh, next month, I want to do that song from the new uh, such and such album that just came out. <laughs> you know, hey, I just want to take you out to dinner or something like that. We appreciate that, too. We got feelers, too. <laughs> hey, anyway. let, me, let me say this real quick while you're talking, man. We definitely got to get some more coffee soon. And re the reason why is because you did mention something that we hadn't talked about, and that is uh, me learning a song five minutes before we got to perform it or an hour before we have to perform it. Perform it. And, and you mentioned it from the standpoint of the musicians making it look easy, but I want to interject and say that's a part of the abuse we're talking about. That's yes. Don't put me in a predicament where I have to learn it five minutes before. I'm not <laughs> Did y'all hear my organ? I know y'all can't hear yes. my organ sound. <laughs> Please put his cash app out there. Okay, but we, got, we gotta go. So. Lord, we gotta go. We gotta go. Oh my goodness! Listen, hey, yes, yes, and listen. I have been a part. I apologize. I apologize. I put. I put musicians in that whatever by saying, hey, do you know this song? Follow me on this song. I won't do that no more. Never, ever, never, ever, ever. Won't. Won't do it. Because uh, I'm like, wait a minute. And I come home and I get convicted. I, you, 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 yes, you said that. That's part of, part of that. Lord, where's that coffee? She ain't came back with the coffee yet, y'all. So <laughs> we got to go. Bro <laughs> Brothers, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, 
Mr. Craig Tucker, Mr. Romel Gibson, Mr. Joshua Sawyer, Mr. Roderick Fox, and uh, Mr. Uh, David Smith. I'm going to say the for all of y'all. The. The doctor. Apostles of, of, of music. Y'all put out some great, great, great stuff that uh, I think people are going to uh, uh, really enjoy and, and going to be really uh you use church term, be fed by. Y'all fed some good groceries. Hallelujah. But um uh this is this is the, the I'm just look, I questions are coming to my mind. Let me stop. Let me shut my brain off. <laughs> I gotta get y'all back. We're gonna we gonna set up another another time. I know uh, my season is is ending because school is almost started. My podcast, but I'm gonna do a special one, and we're gonna come back. Got to got to talk about some other stuff, man. This is awesome, uh, brothers. Thank you again. You have been listening to a cup of Joe podcast. I am uh, Joseph Moore, your host. I'm Joe, and that's our time. I think. <laughs> I've never been like that. <laughs> Let me get on out of here. Brothers and everyone else, uh, again, remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. And y'all going to hear these fellas again. And for uh, that is it. Good night and good morning and good evening and whatever else.